When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll... what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Hey guys, if you're looking for a quality bow dealership near Newcastle, Pennsylvania, look no farther than Williams Archery down in Edinburgh, PA, just minutes west of the city. They offer Hoyt, PSE, Elite, Bear, and many more brands. Go check out their bow fishing equipment, or stop in for hands-on shooting lessons. Give Ron and Linda a call at 724-667-9660. After you get your bow tuned up at Williams, you're going to need the calls to get the turkeys close enough to shoot. The only way to get a stingy pressured bird close is with a quality custom call from Allen and Friends. They offer V-cuts, combo cuts, and batwing cuts for all of your turkey calling needs. The best part? If you order today with our code WDP, you will pay $5 per call and receive free shipping. Order today on Instagram at ANF underscore custom calls or by email at ANF custom calls at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 40 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin and joining me in the Rack Shack for the first time ever. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. He's here all the time. Charles Hedlund, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, man. I'm just excited. It's raining, but, you know, I'm excited. It's time to bass fish. Turkey season's over. I'm a little sad about that, and I let two tags go to waste, but it happens. You let one tag go to waste. I know. Oh, Ohio okay. tag, too, yeah. my man. I keep forgetting about that Ohio tag. I let it go to waste, too. Yeah. I let two tags get away, so I'm a little bit disappointed in myself, but it happens. I mean, we didn't let them go to waste. We put effort out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not really a waste. I should have killed a bird, though, over in Ohio. Probably Almost did. Had an opportunity. Have. Blew a couple stalks, so that was bad. And we didn't go out again. That was the problem. Ohio, I feel wasted. I went one time. Yeah. PA? I definitely put my effort in a PA. Which, mind you, I did go and claim that I did not kill a turkey today. I reported that. I need to do so. that, too. Yeah, I figured while I was on there, I might as well go do it, because I was looking up the rattlesnake season today. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I don't want to get bit, but you know. 
Don't be a sissy, okay? It's just a <laughs> rattlesnake. What's it gonna do? Dude, here's the thing. You've seen how bad I am with spiders. <laughs> Double that with snakes. See, I no. don't do well. Okay, so I'm terrible with spiders. But snakes I'm okay with. I can I'm chill okay with some with snakes. It, I'm not okay with it. Like, I'll look at them, I'll handle them, I'll, you know, whatever. I'm not going to mess with something like a rattlesnake without the proper equipment. I'll handle you know, all the time, big, dude. A big rat snake you come across when, when archery hunting, it's kind of like just calm and lax, and I've messed with them. I mess with them after I chop their head off, and I'm uh, <laughs> we're good to go, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I honestly, I hate snakes, man. They terrify me. There's something unnatural. They move all over the place, and they don't have legs. It freaks me out. I will be going rattlesnake hunting. I guess I'll have to go with you. I'm going. It's 100%. Somebody's sure. got to take your ass to the hospital. But yes, exactly. I think Sam's in for sure. I'm pretty sure the season comes in this weekend. I thought it was July. No. It comes in either this weekend or came in last weekend. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. When's the jamboree and stuff up in uh, up in the mountains? I have no idea. Because that's like the best time to go. I was trying to find the actual season today and I couldn't find anything. Now, I didn't find... You have to come up with like a venomous snake permit. On top of your fishing you license? You do. Yeah. He you knows. need to make sure that you get yourself some snake boots, though. Well, yeah. That's obviously. pivotal. And then I'm going to go out there and just nothing but a Speedo. Yeah. I got two pairs, but your foot is a lot bigger than mine, so you can't have a pair, unfortunately. <laughs> the Speedo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you know what they say, dude. Big feet. <laughs> yeah, maybe your Speedo won't fit me. You're yeah, right. We'll see. But, you know. <laughs> Where is this gone? <laughs> Speedo talk, snakes. This is a hunting podcast. Yeah, we're hunting snakes. That's true. Yeah. yeah Hopefully. It I do want to get out for real. <clears throat> we'll see if it happens we'll this year. We'll go check it out. We'll definitely go check it out. Whatever. But this episode, man, is number 40. Kind of Big a landmark 4-0. for us. I mean, I thought we'd make it to nine. So, you know, 40 is pretty good. Was nine our number we were trying to reach? You it said was. after nine, you, you've kind of, you're in, you're committed. Yeah, after nine, we're good, man. And then I told you after that, every episode that kind of ends in a zero. Correct. It's going to be big to me. Correct. 40 snuck up on us, man. 40 did, man. Last week, I wasn't even paying attention. It was 39. I didn't even think about this week. I did. Larry Zonka, 39. It's my softball number. Rut row. Yeah, for the Zonk. I can dig that. But, uh, man, we're coming up on a year, too. Almost. We're getting there. We we kind of, like, slacked a little bit in archery yeah. season, so we're not at the, like, year mark, like the 52. But we're hunters. We, we hunt. are. We are. And that, we kill. that's first and foremost. After that, it's podcasting. After that, it. You filming's going to be in there somewhere. It, it will be. It will be. This oh, yeah. year, it's happening. Speaking of filming. Speaking of filming, we, we have we have what? a new what? YouTube video coming up. What? Yeah. We do. We do. We do. And we're going to have one that we have to throw together still, but that'll be cool, too. We'll get there. We got some footage this turkey season. Absolutely. I mean, nothing great, but maybe we'll slap something together and make something happen. What do you mean, nothing great? I got a great kill on film. Yeah, but like that was... It wasn't your typical film a bird coming across the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was in frame for what? Dude, it happened so fast. A half a minute, and then it's it got his so face fast. blown off. It did. It did. It's great footage, though, so we'll have to... I don't want to spoil it too much. We already spoiled it. It's got his face blown <laughs> yeah. off on camera. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It happened. But this week, we have a very good guest. Episode 40. We have a guest today? We do. He's a ghost. Mm. He's calling in on the phone. We have four people calling in at the same time today, so it's <laughs> going to be very interesting. Ted Nugent happens to be one of them. We've been promising that for Ted. ever. But um, episode 40, Lane Baker, the turkey undertaker. Ooh, uh, what's up, buddy? Not much. How's everyone doing? How you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me on. How you like a little nickname? It's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I'm digging it. I like it. Yeah. 
He does a little more than turkey slaying, though. I know, but you know, I know just him a little. from turkey hunting. Just a little. Yeah, just a little. just a little. You are the turkey king, in my mind. We lay some birds down. There's Damn nothing wrong right with that, you dude. Do. You know what I'm mad about? I wasn't your number 11. Because no, 11's my lucky number. You know, it was planned that you were actually going to be number 11. And it could have happened. It could have happened. You know, um. I, you're right. We had the opportunity. Mm. It was there. I technically would have been number 10 at that point. You would have been. So I, I held been. off yes. for eleven. The the Boo Meister, he was uh he was number nine. Ten. Nine. Right? Nine? Yeah, because your buddy. I would buddy probably trust the guy that took me. Your buddy <laughs> your buddy there's, killed there's, number ten in the morning after me and you were on that bird that evening. Right? Okay. There's too many. <laughs> I, I lost I lost track. So okay, yeah, so you're, when you are right. Yeah. There was number nine, and my buddy on his birthday was number on ten on that on that mm-hmm. monster. Dude, Dude, that's a hell of a birthday present, was, man. Oh, He's he actually just texted me now. He's like, "Where's the video? Can, can, can you can you send it to me?" Yeah, that that was that was awesome. Uh, he texted me the one day and, "Hey, my birthday's coming up. We we've been planning to get together the whole season." And finally, he texted me and I had a day off and he had a, he called off work and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go out with you, man. Let's let's do it." And uh, I had some birds located and it worked out. It was cool to get one on your birthday. It's like, Dude. here's your birthday present. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> so my birthday is June 26th. What are you going to give me? <laughs> June 26th. Big slob bass or Maybe, what? Uh, you were mentioning rattlesnakes. Ooh. If the season's... I don't know if it's that I don't long. know how Yeah, how long it is. I'm pretty sure it goes quite a, quite a long time. I think time it's only like a two-week period. Is it really? I'm pretty sure from when I looked up right. previously, it's only it's real short. We're going to have believe, to figure it out. I believe you're right. Um, I know like four or five guys, my good buddies that, that go and do it. Um, I have not yet. I, I've actually... I planned last year. And I I didn't make it happen, but I would like to go this year. Maybe you, you and try I to can make tag along. Yeah, let's do it, um, man. <clears throat> there you what go, you man. I I looked at this stuff. Second Saturday of June oh, to July thirty first. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to get a good rattlesnake, and then um how they cut it and like they, actually I, I hear they freeze them. Ooh, really? I hear they freeze them alive. Whoa. Just just what I, some people that's what I've heard. I, that could be wrong. Don't hold huh. it on me. But I've heard they freeze them. And that's all I know. They, they I've watched the, um, the Leatherwood guys. Mm-hmm. I've watched them dispatch them, and they literally like take them out of the bag and <laughs> they put them down. And they cut the head off. Is okay. that what they do? Oh, they that's cut what it they, off. That's what they do. But I have heard the freezing thing before. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard they the basically freezing. just that's go to wild. sleep and then they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of so. That's like the humane way of doing it. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, getting your I head mean, cut off. Like, that's pretty humane too. Yeah. I mean, that's as quick as the death gets. Well, I mean, that's why. They did it in the streets to people with uh, guillotine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was talking to some people at work the other day, and we decided they need to bring back, like, public hanging and just like, yeah, absolutely. You give me that look, but think Where about it. Where are we it. going with this? This Listen, is a hunting quick. podcast. It's euthanization uh, <laughs> of people that will, it'll stop other crime in the future. I truly believe that, by All the right. way. All right. I'm telling you, yeah. hang people in the streets, show real consequences rather than telling someone, hey- Instead of that, we're gonna put you behind some bars with three meals a day and a, and a warm place to sleep. Like, hmm? eh, whatever. Well, right, Lane. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I brought him into my madness. You brought him into <laughs> your madness. It, it happens. It happens. You got some crazy things going on in there, but I it's probably it the rattlesnake thing that got me going. Mm. Gets me going too. Let's do it <laughs> for sure. 
I didn't I'm know down. the season was that long. Yeah. I'll definitely get I want to get one for the trophy room. Exactly. Like how they skin them and then they lay them flat. It's oh, gorgeous. you want to do that? It's sweet. Yeah. Badass. You, well, I would like to do that. I mean, some, like, my buddy has two, um, full, like, whatever you want to call it, full bodies, full whatever. Body. Um, yeah, like, under, he has a, a laying down coyote and a coyote hovering over, like, standing up. And yeah. then he has the, uh, rattlesnakes, like, in front of it. It's pretty neat. Like, like coming some up. Grass and, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yep. yep. See, See, now that you say that, I think I want one all nice and laid out, and then I want a Euro mount of the head right next to it. That, plaque. Would, that would be cool. That would Dude, be cool. that'd be badass. The fangs and everything hanging down. Yeah. That yeah. would be nice. That'd be sweet. Snakes like don't it. exactly have parts. See, I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's his knee. <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry. happened Movie here? quote. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good, though. I did like it. I did like it. Lane, sir. Sir. Yes. Sir Lane. Yes. How did you get hunt, man? Well, this could be a long one. All right. Let, let's back up one second. <laughs> Lane, tell people who you are, where you're from, <laughs> <laughs> what you do for a living, and then we'll get into how you started. And running. why you're on episode 40. And why you're on episode 40. Okay. Well, Lane Baker. I'm 27 years old. Born and raised in Grove City, Pennsylvania. Ooh, ooh. I'm a full-time hunter, part-time police officer. <laughs> Let's go. At least that's what I go with, okay? I like, didn't um, know that. Just, just the police pays a little more. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the hunting is the one that spends the money you make as a police. Ex- yes. Typically how that works. Yes, exactly. And then some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, many, many moons ago, I, I was born and raised on a farm uh, in Grove City, and my family, they, they kind of got me into the hunting side of things. My aunts, uncles, the, the whole nine. I mean, they all hunted. My dad hunted. And I was kind of brought into the small game world as a kid, you know, I mean, young, young age, four, like four years old, three, four years old, I'd be following them around and pounding brush, you know what I mean? Hunting rabbits. Like it it was like the tradition thing to do. Like uh, Thanksgiving time, we were out hunting bunnies, you know what I mean? That's kind of where it really started. And growing up on a farm, we didn't, as kids, like we didn't have the video games we didn't really stay inside. I mean, I was constantly outside. Uh, Christmases, birthdays, I would get guns, bows, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. what would be always on my list. It was a new gun, a new bow, you know? Yeah, it was always um, like our big gift every year. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I grew up with it. I mean, I grew up literally outdoors. Hunting, fishing was everything and still is everything. And, you know, I, I got, I think, my first bow when I was like four years old, just simple little bow, you know, started shooting targets with my family. And I, I, like I said, back to the small game thing, I, I followed my, uh, like my uncles, my dad around with like a BB gun, pellet gun, like four or five, six years old. You know what I mean? Actually, if you see in the one photo and hopefully soon video, that single shot 20 gauge, that break action, I got, that was like my first real gun. And I shot a doe with it my first year when I was five years old. I could even push i couldn't even pull the hammer back <laughs> kid you not i couldn't even push the hammer down i was that i was small yeah i shot my first doe and uh with a pumpkin pumpkin ball and yeah. uh she didn't go more than like 20 i boom right in the heart it was great uh, I'm, that's something i'll never forget you know what i mean absolutely i will never forget that moment i can still picture of it she was uh in front of a huge oak tree can't even get your arms around it, and it just it was great. I mean, I shot her and it was like the whole mess was on the tree and <laughs> <laughs> she, she took off running with the other ones and she fell like 20 yards. It's just something that, you know, you'll, that experience I'll never forget, you know, and then to be able to take that gun. Actually, since that later down the road, it was 
you know, kind of used by my sister. My dad still used it and then it was like kind of handed down to me. You know what I mean? So, and it stayed in the gun safe up until pretty much that point when I shot the turkey that during this turkey season. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be probably put back in there, cleaned up, put back in there and it'll probably stay there for quite a while. That is awesome, man. crazy. Dude. <laughs> I remember growing up, that was one of my first guns I, I used as well. Yeah. You know, we'd go out rabbit hunting and that's what I used was that 20 gauge single shot yep. break action, just yep. beautiful yep. gun, man. Yep. That's so weird to me, man. My first gun was a youth 20 gauge single shot. Like yeah. that. I think it's just a really good spot to like start kids off with. It Especially really is. when you're into like small game hunting Absolutely. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I never hunted deer with it. I, but rabbit, that was my gun forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that little 20. Yeah. And then after that, like it, it, again, it got handed down to mm-hmm. every time a younger person would come up, right. they would use that gun. Mm-hmm. And then it came full circle and we'd go out and take it out for fun. Like, and I always practice like holding one shell in your hand. And on the gun, and then that way you could break it open and reload real quick and try to get a second shot off on the rabbit. My older brother used to use that thing all the time. And how fast he'd get two shots off with it was impressive. We laid down some rabbits with it, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That actually makes me like this year when we get rabbit, I want to break out my old 20 single shot. I mean, I have mine still. We can do it. We have to. We can do a single shot 20 gauge day. Yeah, would be, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be Dude, cool. you want to come? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm always up Dude, for a good We time. get into the rabbit hunting yeah. pretty serious. Yeah. 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 yeah, we, it kind of died down for me. Like, we, we did it. It was like a tradition, like I said, Thanksgiving yeah. Day, like during the holidays when everyone had time off. And even in the weekends, like we would hit it hard, like rabbit hunting as I was growing up. That was like the thing to do. And it kind of died off a little bit. Um, I've, I've, I mean, of course, I still do it here from time to time, but. That was definitely like the tradition thing to do as mm-hmm. I was growing up. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, from there, you know, I've like I said, I've I've always lived really in Grove City there in the country on a farm, and hunting was just in the in the family. You know what I mean? So I was kind of grown into it, and then uh, you know, I I really fell in love with archery. I started getting into the competitions and everything, and uh, shooting with some friends, you know, from high school, and it just things lead from there. And then couldn't even tell you when i shot my first deer with a bow it was <laughs> it was a long long while ago and it's I, it was a doe and uh i i can't even re- remember i was young I, I was shooting a uh an old martin an old martin bow Ooh, yeah an old, old, an old martin bow and uh yeah it, i was really young and then uh, my first buck was a nine point just a small kind of scrappy <clears throat> nine point i grunted it in i think i was i do remember that i think i was like 13 wow. maybe 14 and uh, yeah, I grunted in. He came out into a uh, a brushy field, and I snort wheezed. Actually, he came running right to the bottom of my tree. And I was still I was shooting them old muzzies, fixed uh, oh, yeah. blades. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, of course, I wasn't in a tree stand. I climbed limbs, and I was sitting on a limb. That, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, you know, I was a kid. You know, I couldn't really afford anything. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, my 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 mom. She would obviously get my tree stands and and rifles and during the holidays. But at that time, when I was real young, I didn't. We didn't really think of the climbers or we built stands typically out of wood or you you know but yeah i climbed a tree and sat on the limb and i had kind of my two feet positioned when everything happened it happened really quick he came running in i stood up and i hit him a little high and he maybe went 30 yards piled up dude that's it was pretty neat listen i know we had a little technical difficulties and ted can't really talk but he can hear and i know ted nugent's very proud of you right now at this moment I know Uncle Ted's like, this dude is 13 years old, climbing on limbs, 
and snort wheezing a deer. Did you know how to snort wheeze at a deer at 13 years old? Absolutely not. I have not snort wheezed at a deer at all until last year. Oh, I have. It always turned out bad for me, but right. 13 would have never crossed my mind. 13 yeah, so years it was, old. I believe it was the old, like, uh, Mad Calls edition. It was the clear, had the tube and snort wheeze together. Like, I, I believe Mark Jury used to use it all the time. That That's actually his yeah. call. Okay. Yeah. I grew up watching them. Oh, um, yeah. The Juries were one of my one of my favorites, obviously. The the real tree guys, Bill Jordan and them, oh, yeah. David Blanton, and Michael mm-hmm. Waddell until he did his own thing. You know, I, I followed real close to that. It, it, it's always been my interest is the outdoors, obviously. And growing up, I was in every sport. My mom ran me all over the world. I was in, involved in baseball, football, and then I went into, I actually was in soccer, and then I went into ice hockey. And I was in ice hockey for probably eight years, and I thought I was going to maybe play that in college, maybe, you know. And again, hunting took over <laughs> and I stopped doing everything. Uh, I, I went to Grove City uh, Middle School and then in fifth grade, I, I ended up, we moved into Lawrence County, like Volan area. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad separated and uh, I lived with my mom. And so I went to New Wilmington and that's where I graduated from in 2010. And I was actually had an offer to go out west and guide. So yeah, and I kind of look back at it and kick myself a little bit. I still talk to him. We're good friends. The the owner of the outfitter, he's out of uh, Idaho and Wyoming, and uh, I had an opportunity right out of high school to go out and, and guide for him. And uh, you know, I had all always had an interest in law enforcement, and I, I sat on it for a couple years out of high school. I, I just kind of did my thing, jobs around home, and hunted and fished. And uh, you know, I ended up going to police academy in 2012 and done it ever since. I'm like. I've been doing it for like six years or so, so I'm a I'm a police officer and I've been doing it. Like I said, that's kind of all I, I know as far as work. I I always say I'm a full time hunter and a part time police officer because I hunt more <laughs> and I more than anything, you know. So yeah, that's kind of that's wild because I think our buddy Ferletta was asking me the other day, like, what's he do? And I'm like, I don't even know. I just know that he has time to hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when he's off, we went hunting. <laughs> Yeah, so any time, like, I would always pick up midnights, afternoons. That gives me... beautiful, man. The mornings. I would get to hunt, like, every single morning. You know, I work in midnights. It was a little hard on the body during rut and and then hunting season. Like, it would be be a struggle sometimes. I'll tell you what. But, you know, everything has always, throughout my life, worked around hunting. You know, even growing up, I'll be the first one. Like, I've, I've lost jobs because of hunting. Like, as a kid growing up, you know what I mean? Like, hunting has always... It's consumed my life. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really has. Like, unreal. So, it, being a police officer, it, the hours are crazy. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, gives a lot of time for the, the outdoor activities. It really does. So, you know, that's a lot of people always like, I, I still get people like, what, what do you do? Like, how do you get to hunt all the time? Mm-hmm. Or do, do you work? Like, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't work. Yeah, I, I do, but I, I work afternoons. I work midnights and I, you know, when I'm not working, I'm in I'm in the woods or in the field, you know, chasing something, hunting, scouting, doing something, you know. Dude. Hey, well, first off, thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. First well, and foremost. Thank you. Tanner, I don't know if I ever told you, but thank you, too, Yeah, buddy. thank you, too, buddy. <laughs> we, Tanner's in we here. We appreciate you. I don't think you. we, we uh, threw that out there. Tanner's in here. He's just listening and filming and drinking beer and having just, fun. Just being a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. He's always a weirdo. He's standing in the corner <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He's putting a damn camera in my face. I'm about to smack him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, that's so anyways, pretty cool, though, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I appreciate how much of a passion you have for it that, like, 
you fit your schedule around it so yeah. much that you're so passionate about it that that is that's what you're going for man yeah and that's always it always happens I and mean, like as a kid and still is like it's it's hunting like hunting mm-hmm. obviously work because hunting don't pay the bills unfortunately which we <laughs> yeah. all wish it did yep man would that be nice i mean work comes first and, and family you know but fortunate enough I, I married a girl dana in 2016 and i told her from the beginning like hunting is everything and she's seen that and actually from her perspective like she come into like she she was she was born in the country raised in the country and so she she understood a little bit she's never really i uh, should say never really hunted or anything like that spent a lot of time outdoors but never hunted i got her her first bow uh shortly after we were together um we were still dating and uh we shot together quite a bit we'd go to the 3d shoots all the time and her first year, I believe, yeah, her first year bow hunting, she did not get anything. However, a uh, more than a Pope and Young, a beautiful buck came in late season in February, I believe it was, or, or January, whenever in, in the late season when snow was on and a giant came in, an absolute monster. And uh, I'm videoing everything. No, you're good. Everything. And she was wearing, she, she never shot with the gloves or anything. And we're bundled up. I mean, this is freezing, freezing cold. I mean, it's cool as you can think, like probably negative 20 winds are blowing. Oh my goodness. And this giant is coming in and I'm like trying to, I'm trying to calm myself down. Let it, she's always telling, she's like, you need to settle down before you try to settle. Like you're making me anxious and worked up. Like <laughs> your excitement's getting me all worked up. So, as a cameraman, I'm trying to excite her, but I'm like, I need to work, get myself settled down, you know? Well, it comes in, it comes in kind of goofy, like it's facing right at us and, and turns a little bit kind of quartering towards us. And that's the only shot opportunity she had. And, uh, when she pulled back, she was like in mid draw and her glove, it was like winter gloves and it caught on her release and her release was really touchy. You'll see her, uh, I, I got it all on video. I just haven't posted it on YouTube or anything, but her luminoc goes up like 15 foot and hits a tree. And I mean, that deer, I'm like, like my reaction, she looks back at me and like is in tears. I'm like afraid that I'm going to be mad. I'm like, what just happened like the, you can see the luminol go and, and hit into the tree like you hear this loud bang and i'm thinking like to look down but this luminol goes flying like through the air hits the tree and's like the dangling in the tree <laughs> and the buck just takes off i'm like what just happened well here her glove caught under release in mid draw oh, yeah so her, at her yeah. first opportunity had a deer with her bow it was a cool experience i mean uh that's something we'll never we'll never forget we talk about it we still joke like every time she's wearing gloves i'm like make sure you take them off you know <laughs> um so it was pretty cool. Now she's into hunting. She shot, it's on my YouTube channel a couple of years ago. She shot a Pope and Young. It was just, just shy of 150 inch class yeah. whitetail. That's um, awesome. Good for man. her, man. Yeah. And, and she has a passion for it. She really likes it. She hasn't had a lot of time uh, lately with nursing school. She, she went to Slipper Rock and got her bachelor's degree and then, uh, jumped right into nursing school. So her, her schedule isn't really, is uh is open as mine um so she hasn't spent as much time as she'd like to um but that's she's uh she's coming up she has a job now she works down uh, at a hospital in, in pittsburgh so she's gonna awesome. get here soon get some more time but yeah coming from her side not really in the hunting heritage or anything you know getting someone like that like she experiences everything not just the hunt or the kill you know we've had in the same spot she missed that buck we had bears climb our tree and oh, yeah, we had, we had three bears come in and they started to climb our tree, like come right up at, like you experience things out there that you, you'll remember forever. It's not just the hunt, you know what I mean? Yep. You, you, uh, you just get, you get to experience the whole thing. And, and she loves that about that side of hunting. You know, it's not just, you don't have to shoot something. The first thing that comes in or the bucket, right. half the time she's passing the little 
year and a half, two year old box, three, even three year olds. And she just likes watching, you know what I mean? Same, same with me. So that, that's pretty cool that we get to share that together. Hell yeah, dude. And she's the perfect person to bring into hunting. Cause like when someone's going to bad mouth hunting, they're going to see someone like her and she's going to tell them her perspective of it yep. and how mm-hmm. she got involved in mm-hmm. it and how much it means to her beside, like you just mentioned, all the things outside the kill. And it's going to be, you know, something that the hunting industry really needs, you know, your kids now, you know, if you guys have kids. Well, uh oh, oh yeah, we have uh, we have a little girl due in September. That's oh, her. Did I, buddy, did I say something on that? Man. Yeah, I thought I did. Yeah, congratulations, Thank dude. You. That's yeah. awesome. We're really really excited. So, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, that twenty gauge here in a few years probably won't be mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lose it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's cool. We're really excited. She'll uh, she'll That's be awesome, she'll man. be spent spending some time outdoors. She'll probably learn to. Learn the whole camera industry and how to work the camera here <laughs> before long. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully right. she doesn't miss too much of uh, archery season. Maybe she'll have some maternity leave yes. and she'll be able to get out in the tree. Yeah. 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 We, we you guys planned this that. well, didn't you? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you sure? Dude, but, yeah. That's epic, though. That's epic. Dude, that's so cool. Well, being that you're so into deer hunting and archery hunting and turkey hunting, is is there anything that in your whole realm of hunting, like really trips your trigger. Is it, is it bow hunting or? Um, really, uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough question. You know, everything really gets me going. Like as far as hunting, you know, it could be, it could be geese setting in in our decoys in our face. It could be, uh, uh one of the great bucks I've been chasing that year. And it finally everything's adding up and all that hard work spent. I mean, that's probably the, the most that's, you know, that's most rewarding. And, and what gets me really excited is, is that buck that you've worked really hard for. I mean, like my wife back to her, I mean, she sees it firsthand, like what I go through, like it's, you get set on a buck and it turns into like almost at times. And unfortunately it, it sometimes takes the fun out of it. Like you're hunting so hard. And when, at that point, it's like you step back and kind of just ease your mind and like why why am I doing this you know what I mean like really like taking the tradition out of it and everything but when you get set on a buck and you're really hunting a hard buck I mean it's you know I'm after it you know I'm I'm taking notes I'm spending every day every second I can during that time like the November October months I'm spending every last minute I can in the woods and when it all comes down to that 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 moment and it all works out and especially on camera that's probably the most exciting moment and and what really gets me going like Dude. That's not the answer that I was expecting, but that was the perfect answer, honestly. (laughs) That really is, though. When your hard work pays off or you see your hard work starting to pay off, it's so rewarding, man. It really is. And that that is a fantastic answer. Yeah. You know, and and like I was getting at, like, it could be ducks, you know, setting in in your face or like this year with Tanner. That was one of my highlights of the season. To see other people, especially bringing them into the hunting world and, and their firsts for, like, harvesting an animal. That's actually one of my top as well. You know, I, I get just excited and, and I feel all the emotion they're feeling, you know, they're, they're first of ever, like his turkey. I was just excited as he was, you know, that was wonderful. And, and probably my top for the season was, was that, that, that day when he shot his bird. That was awesome. So, dude, that shows what yeah. kind of guy you are, honestly. Yeah, too, and I, I captured mean. this moment. You you might see it on one of the videos coming out of of Lane's. I captured this moment when we were stalking in on a bird, and Lane's leading us, and he's walking in front, and Booers between me and him, 
And I'm filming, and all of a sudden, we walk in on this bird, and it's like, what, 20 yards, maybe? Yeah. 15. And we, we walked right in on it, but it was thick enough. And he sees it, and he goes down. And just that look on your face, when you look back, and I just happen to catch it perfectly, you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, like you could tell you're just jacked up beyond belief. Actually, uh, Boer showed me that shot. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. My, <laughs> my face was priceless, to say the least. How perfect was that? Yeah, I was, captured it. I was that like. That was. Dude, when, awesome. I, when I captured it at the moment, I was like, that is like the most priceless reaction that Gold. I could have possibly captured. Yeah. That was great. And that's why I got the camera, man. I, I really do enjoy it. I had a lot of fun running behind behind the camera mm-hmm. this turkey mm-hmm. season more than in front of it. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. I kind of, I only took the camera out a few times, but the few times I did take it out this year, I had a blast filming. The first mm-hmm. time I took it out, I filmed Anthony killing his bird. Second time I took it out, I got on birds and like they were just coming in perfect and everything was good. And it just, I don't know. I enjoyed it too. Cause then I can actually show people exactly right. what I was seeing. Like I can tell the story and you get the gist of it, but when I can show you, it's so much better, yeah. man. I just, I love that. There's nothing better. And, and that side of things with me. Um, so I had, a, I had a great mentor growing up, you know, kind of, I mentioned earlier, uh, my parents divorced. I was maybe eight or nine and. You know, I haven't talked to my dad since. There's just some situation, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, but I had a great mentor as I was growing up. His name's Dennis, uh, Dennis Snow. You might, you might see some things on like my, uh, my social and stuff, but he was always into the, the camera industry and everything as, as, uh, he, you know, him growing up and everything. And they actually started, him and his cousin started a, uh, you know, a little outdoor thing and a brand name and, uh, it, it lasted. I mean, they, they did pretty well. I mean, they, they traveled. He was a welder, um, out of state. So he would, he would travel and be able to hunt, you know, and he would tote his cameras everywhere. And he kind of got me into it all back in like 2008, 2000, still in high school, probably right around 2008. And he would pick me up. Like there was days that I would miss school and through high school. And <laughs> I mean, heck, the, my high school year. I missed like 45 days of school. Ooh, yeah. that all, boy. All because hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so, Truant, insubordinate. <laughs> yeah, I, I got my, I actually had a, uh, not to get off subject, but uh, had a job resume and uh, or a job interview and I uh, had to get my high school transcripts and my wife looks at it and she's like, I can't believe this. I'm like what? You missed 45 days of school your senior year. It's like... Yeah. I was busy. Yeah, I was busy and my arm was in a sling half the time, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, on the camera deal, I mean, I, that's something that I've been very passionate about as well since, like, like I said, 2008, probably. I started videoing Dennis, uh, my, my really good, I consider my best friend and like a father figure. He's, he's been a mentor and been there all my life. And, uh, he actually has some, uh, movies out. His, uh, name, they were hunting something somewhere was their like brand name. And they, uh, they created some like DVDs and not so much on social, but like DVDs and they'd sell the DVDs. And so they would travel over like out West elk hunting, pronghorn hunting course here in Pennsylvania, turkey, deer. And I would video them all over the place. You know, we would, we would just go out and I, that's kind of how I picked things up. And then, uh, it was like probably my senior year, I started to buy the equipment, you know, just bear down, get the equipment, start start doing my own thing. And, you know, I never really had anyone following me around you know, in, right. in, in, in video. And, um, it was always self-filming. And, you know, that just adds in that extra bit of challenge, you know, whether you're in a tree stand and trying to swing on a deer, or planning out how you're going to 
draw back and run the camera at the same time. So that was all something to learn, you know. I mean, it's already challenging enough whether you're hunting a big long beard or a big turkey or whatever it is. Throwing a camera in and having to run it and it to make it not look like total crap to get legit video and, and good quality and not shake. I mean, there's a lot, a lot that plays in with that. You're trying to be the shooter and the cameraman, you know, that right. you, you got to get that right angle. And so that was interesting. And that's always been, I very rarely will harvest an animal without the camera. Geese or ducks, not so much because we're in the swamp and everything. And yeah. I'd like to get, I'd like to get into more of that, like getting a cameraman and help me out on that. Um, <coughs> booer. Um. <laughs> oh shit man oh, i was wow. raising my hand volunteering <laughs> <laughs> i was like me me pick me pick me <laughs> better but yeah i uh i've been fortunate enough I've, I've been very successful with the camera side of things i mean my i i very much so lack in the editing production part because <laughs> it's my time time is yeah. everything and to get myself in the production room and, and sit down and edit it's just my YouTube channel could be built so much more than what it is. I mean, I just can't get myself to sit down, take myself, get myself out of the woods and stop scouting, stop hunting for a couple and, and focus on, I have SD cards upon SD cards just full of hunts from over the years. What my wife's hunts, my hunts, turkey hunts, you know, you name it, hunts for, for years back. And I just need to sit down and, and do that. But yeah, it's just growing up, like self-film myself, you know, it's, it's something I can show my kids, my friends, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, to come back and look, you know, your mistakes, what you did wrong, what you did right, you can learn from it. Learn you, from it, man. You, you know what I mean? And and to, to kind of look back and things that you might miss, like that animal did this or that, it did that, you know. Right. Those their, small details. Their yeah. reactions and, and what they've seen and you you can learn. Like it's, it's, a, it's a huge learning process and it's just, it's, it adds a challenge and You'll see a lot of my hunts. I'm self-filming. I've shot probably six or seven Pope and Youngs, all self-filmed. Uh, my bear hunt you'll see on YouTube, it was self-filmed. My my wife was there the first day that we hunted, and she helped a little bit. But that that bear, I mean, it just some little tactics I used that helped with the self-filming deal, and it it worked out. I set some goals that I reached, and uh, I've been like I said, I've been very fortunate enough to, to be able to do these things, and it's paid off. So <laughs> epic. Think about this though. If it had not been for you self-filming, getting into cameras, buying the equipment, going through all this, there's a very good chance you wouldn't be sitting here today. You're exactly right. You know, here's <laughs> yep. the connection. <laughs> yep. He sold his camera to Tanner and Boer. That which I did started hear that. the connection between you and them, and then you know we made the connection with them. I mean, I knew Tanner for a long time, but then it kind of morphed towards us now knowing one another. Right. So it's like this whole weird circle without filming yeah. i don't even know who lane baker was just you know, another baker you say that but i don't even know where i had heard about it okay i may have seen your name come up here and there like I, literally the when thing. we started this hunting podcast your name came up quite a bit obviously several <laughs> times i've heard your name so many times never put a face to the name yeah i never looked you up or anything but it consistently came up like lane baker dude he freaking gets it done like lane baker and that name just like stuck in my head and then I hadn't heard about you for like ever. And then this turkey season, your name popped up again. I was like, damn, that name sounds super familiar. <laughs> like, and it just, I don't know. It, it rolling yeah. in place. You started turkey hunt with Chuck. Yeah. You got Tanner Bird. You got Boo Bird. Like, I just, I, I, like, I like good, I genuine suck. guys that like hunting. And that's yeah, just, man. that's kind of the people that I gravitate towards. And that, I don't know. And that's just, that's the bonus. I mean, that's the positive side of things too, with the whole camera and, and hunting industry. I mean, you meet a lot of people and some good, great people. I mean, I have some wonderful friends all around the world. 
just from airing my my videos people message me on my social like and i've gained properties like out west and stuff like it's put a new perspective on things and uh it's cool man i mean i get to talk with a ton of different people and and kind of associate with them in, in their perspective on things and learn off each other you know what i mean and and gain friendships it's it's been really cool not just side of the hunting thing like yeah the the hunt is awesome to be able to film yourself and go back and look at it but like the the new friendships it builds and everything it's it's really neat you know it's really i couldn't cool. agree more man i really couldn't agree more honestly i mean i've just just from doing this podcast i've gained so many people that like i truly believe they're i mean they're great hunters they're great people to talk to i think i mean I think we're friends now. I mean, you know, but I just, honestly, just meeting cool people yeah. and getting to talk to them and share their stories and just listen to them and learn from them. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I'm always preaching about, learning about everything. I mean, it, be yeah. an open book. Be right. open-minded. And we really have nothing else to offer, so they have to be our friends, right? They're not just hanging out with us because we have something to offer, you know? <laughs> I can't <laughs> offer a whole lot, you know? <laughs> no. I can say your name on a podcast that 12 people listen to. <laughs> Boom! Oh. Purchasing power. Don't don't take us down that far. It's not 12 people. <laughs> no, that's cool that you guys started this. This is, this this is, is fun, cool, man. man. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, and it gets you guys together, you know, brings you guys together as friends and, and to be able to talk and this kid over here and... He got pretty upset with me. Good old he wasn't bear. here tonight. He wanted to film and get all kinds of crazy angles. He probably you know been what? under the table. You know like, what that means? We just do it again. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah we I just can... do it again. <laughs> Heck yeah. You know, that's, that is what it is. He's allowed to come on the uh, the 20-gauge bunny excursion, too. He just has to film. He'll probably have to. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he owns a single-shot 20-gauge. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, right? <laughs> Only the coolest have one of those. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Back on topic. Okay. What do we want to talk about now? I asked the last two questions, bro. It's on to you, my man. All right. I want to talk turkey a little bit with you. So yeah. we got to enjoy some pretty cool turkey hunts, man. Indeed. And I'll tell you what. That that was pretty incredible. That was like probably my top two days in turkey woods ever. And we didn't get out all that much either. You know, we went out one morning together, me, you, and Booer. And then, so not proper English. And then we went out one afternoon together. <laughs> and dude, it's late season. It's like the last week. And we had birds gobbling everywhere. We had encounter after encounter. I had my bead on a Jake's head for I don't even know how long. Ten feet in front of you. Gobbling his face off as you as you sneak out behind your turkey decoy. Behind the fan just going nuts. Dude, that was the coolest shit. That was cool. That was the coolest shit yeah. ever. Yeah, this turkey season has been unreal. I mean, yeah. I did have uh, one season I, I, I beat it. I think uh, I, between the kids and, and friends and adults, I think we, we end up getting like 16 kills on video or something like that for a year. Damn. Yeah, um, how crazy is that? That's yeah. intense, man. Yeah, we always like, we're always trying to get the kids out. You know what I mean? Early season, the youth hunts, we, I love getting like my niece and nephews, my nephew Carter. I started him at an early age, like four and five years old. They have the the mentor program now in yeah, Pennsylvania, which is is great. Gets the kids involved, and it couldn't have done anything better. That's one thing they did uh, did right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, actually, uh, Carter, my nephew, he's uh, he's fourteen now, and he he has you know he's grown into an awesome young man, and a lot has to do with him being involved in the outdoors. You know, the outdoors has a lot to do with kids growing up keeps them out of the trouble for the most part i mean kids will be kids but you know 
I think everyone at some point should get involved in the outdoors, whether it's fishing, hunting, or just hiking, biking, you know what I mean? Just get out there, get away from the video games, and, and get after it. But, yeah, my, my nephew, when he was seven or eight, he shot the biggest turkey that I've ever called in in my entire life. <laughs> and it's actually full body mounted on a limb in his house. I stare at it every time I go in there. <laughs> um, you ruined his life forever, just so you know. I'm telling you. I told him, I said, you have no clue what you just shot, what you just did. <sighs> so the the longest beard is, I think, just shy of 14 inches. Oh. There's a, The next beard is, it's a triple beard. Of course it is. <laughs> it, uh, the next beard is like uh, seven, eight inches. Then, and then the, the third beard, the last beard's like six and a half, six, six and a half. Jeez, dude. But it has just over two inch spurs. And they come what? to, yeah, typically where like you get the long birds here in, in, in Pennsylvania and they're, they're long, but they're broke off or they're dull. They are long and they are sharp. And they are beautiful. A true limb hanger. It, we hung it on a limb. Dude. Yep. Inches. Yep. Dude. Yep. It, it actually, uh, I still have to get it officially scored, but it does make NWTF. I mean, it is a giant. Like, I, I literally stare at it every time I go in there. It's unreal. That's incredible, I got to see this thing. You do. You know, I take it back. My turkey hunt sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. But, so, yeah, he, uh, he shot his first turkey, I think, when he was five. It was a Jake. He shot his 410. And uh, he, you know, he's, he's shot about, he's, he's about, I believe he shot uh, a turkey every year and a buck up until this point. I think he, I think one year he went out without a buck. But other than that, like he, he, I, I've taken, he's been like a priority. I mean, he's like my little brother. I would take him out the first day on everything, put myself last. I'd always like to take him out first. And, you know, he's very, he's a great shot. I hardly anymore, like he's, he's doing it. Like I don't have to tell him, show him nothing. Like yeah. He's, he's doing it. He's right there. He helps me with the cameras. He, he shoots good bucks. We go up to my grandpa's in Clarion. He he owns quite a bit of acres in Clarion. It's kind of like a tradition. We'll go up there for first day rifle, and he always comes home with a nice buck, you know. So, yeah. I Are mean, you adopting it, any nephews anytime soon? I <laughs> <laughs> will give all rights. So, yeah, it's it's neat to, to bond over them, you know. Heck, yeah, kinda. man. You were talking about it earlier, and I was just thinking, like, discipline. I mean, yeah. everything that you gain from the outdoors, like, the best people I know are hunters and outdoorsmen. No doubt. No For doubt. sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Sure, we've talked about it before, like the, the things you gain from hunting and being in the outdoors and learning, mm-hmm. the learning process, having a good mentor to go through it all right. with. You know, a lot of people are really bad outdoorsmen or bad people that hunt. There's mm-hmm. plenty of them. Oh, yeah. You know, some people we get were all into there it for once. the wrong reasons. You know, yeah. We were all there once. You know, without a great mentor, without my dad showing me everything, you know, and teaching me and teaching all of us kids together and doing everything the right way, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to, to slip in and do something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but there's so many good people, so yeah. many good people, yep. you know, and, and just this industry, if you want to call it an industry around here, I don't even know what what the hunting industry is to be honest with you i just <laughs> i just go out and try to kill things and have fun with people you know yeah. and make memories and make good times and that's what we're all about and that's what it's all about you know you know can't lose the tradition and the the fun aspect of things even when you are filming you know we didn't really touch base yeah it gets to the point where if you're taking it too serious or you can't you gotta have fun with it if you're not having fun why do it if you don't right. get an adrenaline rush to that buck coming in or that deer even a doe you know why do it you know, have fun with it. Get the kids involved. Get your girlfriend, wife, 
you know, get out there and do it. Experience it. Like there's things that I teach someone new every day. They teach me something new every day. We'll, we'll be walking through the woods and I'll, I'll ask them like, Hey, you know what that is? I think I did it with Tanner this year. Maybe I, I forget what it was. We were turkey hunting. So you know, you know what that is? No, I don't. And I'll tell them, I'll tell them what it is. And really, you know, there's something like whether it's a turkey bull, you're walking through the, there's, there's a turkey bull and what they use it for and the bugs and the cool off and, you learn, you learn something. You see, you experience it. Like the bears with my wife climbing the tree. We've seen everything. Bobcats, fishers, eagles. I mean, you name it. Things that if you were inside or did something else, you wouldn't experience that. Right. And that's something you'll, you'll remember forever. Like, Hey, I seen this or you get to tell the story. You know what I mean? I seen that. It's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> we did introduce a good friend of ours to hunting this past year. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of took him under my wing and that was really fun. That was kind of the first time I really. Took someone that knew, I mean, very little. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was asking me what a rub and a scrape and everything like that was. Things that you take for granted because we've been doing it for so long. Yep. You just kind of walk past you, it. You it's do. It's natural now. And we know? mentioned it and he started picking up on it, like the words we were using and things we were talking about. And he just, you know, he wasn't afraid to ask the questions. Hey, what's a scrape? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even realize, you know. Yep. I take it for granted that I grew up, same thing, walking through the woods behind my dad. And he goes, look, you see that right there? And I'm looking like, what? Where? I don't see anything. And he's like, right here, that's a scrape. And explains what a scrape is. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's genius. You know, so I, I, he killed his first deer with a bow this year. Uh, first deer he's ever killed. Killed with a bow, you know, on a tree stand. I helped him hang and, and everything else. So, dude, he's he's head over heels for it now. He's totally into archery. Went out and bought a new triax. I want to punch him in the face for it. <laughs> like, But, dude, I love him. And he's he's going to be so much fun just yeah. kind of working through like his early years of hunting and, and progressing as a hunter and watching him get better and better and yeah. more advanced. I couldn't so agree more, man. It's going to be you pretty know, cool. We kind of preach all the time on here about taking new hunters out, even whether they're kids or whether they're adults like us, people who are genuinely interested in it, but have no sense of direction where to start, Yeah, what to do. They didn't grow up with that mentor. They didn't grow up with that know? mentor. And it's funny that you said like the things that we take for granted, like walking right past a rubber scrape, like you take a mental note of it and it's just, it's gone. You know what I mean? I actually had something like that this past weekend. Like I've been bass fishing with my wife for years. I've never kayak fished with her. She's kayaked forever with me. She's fished forever with me. Never put the two together. And that's a whole different world. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I just assumed that she went with it. You know what I mean? And there were several times this past weekend that like I had a little bit of a learning curve with it. Like, she would ask me something, hey, how do you do this? And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even think about it because I've been doing it for so long. It just, it kind of like blew right past me. Like I didn't right. put the two pieces together. And like after that, I was just tip after tip after tip. Yeah. She was sitting there and she was listening and taking it in. She started catching fish, started having a great time. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was funny because, cool. you know, she, like you said, she's fished for mm-hmm. a while. She's kayaked for a while. You just figured the two would kind of go hand in hand whenever she, she would kind of figure it out on her own. And yeah. then. You know, when, when things came up that she didn't understand or didn't know, it, it surprises you. Yeah. How do you keep yourself in place when you throw a cast? And how do you keep yourself in place when you're reeling, when you're spinning and uh, just. Yeah. Yeah. I went through totally that same different. stuff first time out on Bessemer Lake trying to catch trout. I had a kayak scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> scared to death. I'm like, I'm going to tip. <laughs> it's freezing cold out. It's trout season. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and on those little tiny sun dolphins that we have, those little oh, tiny little ass guys. yaks. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. woo, they're tippy. They're tippy. A little tippy. Yeah. I got a nice one this past weekend. What? I sent you something fun over there. You did? I did. Let's see what Austin sent me. Oh, okay. 
This is a little tip out of uh, the Walt Walter Lee book. This is huh? a tip out of the Walter Lee book. Shout out to Walter That's Lee and Chasing Tales Outdoors. I thought you just didn't care about our conversation. You were no, just writing I was, things I was, down. I was just I was game planning here. Game planning. Boom. There it is. Boom. Okay. So, what are your views on online trolls? <laughs> <laughs> I see them. Uh, I see podcasts sometimes about this and videos and stuff, and you know, and it kind of brings up another topic too. Kind of actually on the trophy and meat hunter side of things too, you know, just for instance, like the when I took Brain the other day hunting, he shot a Jake. If that's what he wanted to shoot and that's what he was happy with. Shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah. What do you, like, I, I seen some guys on there, like we had a uh, online uh, outdoor company, so to say. They shared the post. It was really cool. And uh, it was Turkey Tuesday. He shot it on a Tuesday. So he tagged it like Turkey Tuesday. They share like every Tuesday, share someone that they're following or their followers and they, they share one of their hunt. Well, they happen to share ours. And of course it was, uh, it was when Brain shot the Jake and you, you've seen a couple guys get on there. And, oh, why'd you shoot one step in the fan? Or, you know, you look at that, look at that young bird. Or, you, you know, you get them, them critics and, and stuff, you know, and typically, I mean, I won't shoot a Jake unless my year's going horrible. Brewer was having a horrible year that this, this past year. I mean, he struggled. He was I mean, down to every, the wire, man. It, it was me last year. I yeah. mean, it was I had the same exact year last year. Took it down to the last three days. You know, I put everyone first last year and videoed everyone, and I just didn't hunt for myself other than I think a couple times early. It was you know I took it down to the last couple days, and I I was able to tag out on a couple long beards. I ended up film two of my tags, but if it's legal and it's I mean they all taste relatively the same. The one's not going to make you more money than the other one. I kind of get into the trophy and meat hunter type thing. I even with deer, I typically I'm going to let the two and a half, even 3-year-olds walk. Give them their their chance to live, to grow, you know, fulfill their 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 lifespan, you know. And it, it's something you, I don't have to kill it. I have meat in the freezer. That's what I shoot a doe for early in the season. I have meat in the freezer. It's not like I have to shoot it for the meat. Other people are different. Everyone has a different mindset on or, or opinion on it. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, I should have said from the beginning, these stories I'm telling are my, my tactics. It's not the right way. It's not the wrong way. It's what I do. It's your way, right? You know, it's, it's what I do. It's what, how I'm successful. I'll, I'll show something, you know, the, the people I, I mentor. I'll take them hunting. I'll be glad to. And I'll, I'll tell them kind of what I do and, and my experience from it and what, how I'm, the way I'm successful doing it. You may not agree with it. You don't have to do it. It's not the right way. It's not the wrong way. It's just how I do it and how I'm successful doing that. And back to the the online trolls, and you're always going to have that, and you're oh, going to have, and you're going to have jealousy. I'll never forget my wife shot her buck. I've had I had people saying before the video was posted, I had people saying that I shot her the deer for her, and she that you know, and that comes back to the video side of things. I video almost every every animal I shoot. It's almost always video, not for that reason, but to to show the hunt, and, and that just kind of proves a point. You know, I, I video these hunts, I, I air them, and you know. But we're not that type of people. Right. Why are you going to knock on someone for doing shooting a Jake or a Longbeard? You know, it's he, we're going to eat it. It's going to taste the same. Jake might taste a little better, and he's going he's proud of it. We just worked hard. We just, I mean, boy, did we work hard that day, dude. That that's dude. my number one thing. You look at that picture. You see the smile on his face. How excited he is. Exactly. Why are you going to hate on somebody for that? He is so excited. He just killed a bird. He was having a tough year. Leave the man alone. Yeah. I mean, goodness yeah. gracious. And that's that's with everyone. I mean, I'll see you always online, and I just ignore it. I don't even chime in. 
Because, you know, I, I'm just not that type of person. I'll see, well, it was coming to the last day and, uh, you know, I, I just, you know. I not the one meet. I wanted not, to take. Not the one. Dude, take a moment. You just shot a buck or a doe or Jake or whatever. You're happy. You're proud. You're out there. You're out there hunting. You're in the woods. You're doing this with family or by yourself, maybe getting out. Dude, don't, don't look down on yourself yeah. or own it. You degrade the hunt because you shot a smaller deer than your buddy or your, you know, your neighbor, whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, live it. You know, you're out there hunting. You're doing the right thing. It's legal. You're, you're ethical. If everything's good, then. By all means, if that's what you're happy putting your tag on, I'm all for it. I will not criticize you. Yeah. You know, so that's how I see it. And I, I'd be honest, I didn't realize there were like trolls that bad in turkey side of it. Because I mean, a turkey to me is a turkey. A legal bird is a legal bird. That's how it should be. Bearded hens, jakes, toms. I don't care. It's a legal bird. Shoot it and kill it, man. Turkeys around here are hard enough to kill as is. I mm -hmm. agree, man. Okay. And then you got and. I, it it's funny because you'd go back to like THP and their their hashtag Longbird, you know, and their whole running joke about measuring the length of the bird. We talked with talk Zach Barrenbaugh about yeah. that, man. Honestly, like just in general, I don't care who you are, what you do. Going back on what Lane was just saying, own what you shot, man. Absolutely. You decided to take care of business how you decided to take care of business. You're not always going to shoot a bigger deer than your buddy. It's almost impossible most of the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. When it comes to turkey season. Everybody's going to strive to kill a long, breed, a long beard. It, it is what it is. Everyone wants to kill a big gobbler, but there are those years where you can't get on birds. Mm -hmm. You might hunt hard all season and you have a Jake come in. It's your choice to shoot it or not. Yeah. If you're on the last week, I would all day. I mean, I missed right. a Tom and the Jake hung out. Guess what? The Jake got shot. Jake got shot, man. Absolutely. You know? And I will never have taken that back. And the, the excitement, I have the video afterwards. Yeah. You want to see exciting. I'll show you that video of me on my GoPro afterwards. Yeah, man. Because I was just flipping out. You know, that's where it. it should be. You should be yeah, excited cool. about what you yeah. put down, not oh well. And I may have slipped up and said something that may have been taken in the wrong sense when I killed my buck this year by mentioning comments like, "Man, I wish he had that other side," you know, because the half of it was broken off. But you knew my excitement when I after I shot that deer. Yeah, man. You, I mean, I was obviously texting you, and I called you afterwards. I almost fell out the tree, like. I was working, man. You, yeah. you you were texting me the whole time. I'm like, dude, if it makes you happy and you're excited about yeah, it and you get your heart pumping, shoot him, man. He was already dead by that text, I think. No, yeah, I mean, it, it happens, <laughs> man. And, and again, like, we're all guilty of it. I mean, I am too. You know, yeah. uh, I was, you know, hunting one year. I hunted big buck this past year even. I was hunting a, an absolute giant, like 160. And I hunted him and hunted him and hunted him. And I shot a, a small, still Pope and Young, uh, like right at 130. And, you know... I didn't downgrade it, but I'm like, oh man, you know, I settled for this, but you know, so I am guilty at times. You know what I mean? We are like, just sure. like you with that deer, man, I wish he had his other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm guilty. I've shot Jake's and you know, sometimes I get down on myself, but you sh we really shouldn't be even, even us sometimes st take a step back. I mean, we're enjoying the outdoors. We're out there. We got meat. You know, we should be very thankful for that. We're able to do what we do and absolutely we're out there loving it, loving what we do. So. You know what I mean? We're we're all guilty of it at times, you know, even yeah, if, even absolutely. I, you know. So Well, you know, when you're chasing a big buck all year long and then all of a sudden the one just smaller than it comes out and you shoot it and you're like you put all the effort in towards one deer. Yeah. You know, you've like you said, you spent every minute all summer long, mm -hmm. all leading up to the fall to go get that one deer. Mm -hmm. And when you didn't fulfill it, you almost have that little bit of 
not regret because if I asked you, would you shoot that deer again? I'll guarantee you the answer is yes, you know, after the fact. But it's almost like that little bit of, man, I really wanted to get that one, you know? Yep. Because yep. you put all the effort in towards <clears throat> that one. That one meant the most to you. Right. And right. there's not, it's human. Yeah. But I think there is that side of that social media factor where people get that way and you do have to, and I've been there, you have to take a step back and go, listen, dude, this is, I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. This is what I love to and, do. And honestly, the, the people that are critics or criticizing, you know, they, they're typically probably jealous because they can't get to do what they, you know, what we do. Yep. You know, they're, they don't get to spend all, a lot of time outdoors or, or maybe they, they came up short with a shooting a, a good buck or a, didn't fill their tags, you know what I mean? And it shouldn't be that way. I mean, we're all hunters. We are all mm-hmm. hunters. Whether you're a trophy hunter or you're a meat hunter, we are all, when it comes down to it, we are all hunters. Absolutely, yeah. man. No, I couldn't agree more. And it, it's not hard to fall into that trap. And that's exactly how I classify it. It is a trap. Mm-hmm. Because you might hunt a deer all season and really want to kill that deer, and then you come down to the last day and a just Excuse legal me. little basket comes under you and you have that choice. It's legal. Listen. You can shoot it, but you've been chasing that deer all year. Now, if you do decide to shoot it, don't downgrade that deer. Exactly. No. You know, absolutely not. D- don't do that. I mean, I've fell into that trap several times. I hunted a pretty big deer two years in a row that just disappeared. I mean, the last year, but you know, there were deer that I would have been more than happy to kill that mm-hmm. I passed up. And at the end of the year, I was kicking myself because yep. I was after that specific buck, could have killed a good one. And, and there's just- nothing wrong with that either. There is a lot of people hunt that way. They go after one specific buck, and mm-hmm. if they don't feel that specific buck tag, and then you know they're okay. They can live with themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, yeah. my whole theory on it: when you're talking deer hunting, any deer you shoot with a bow is a trophy number one. Yeah, it is way too hard. You think about it, put it into perspective. Say you're hunting the Allegheny National Forest, or you're just hunting a 300 acre piece behind your house. Okay, that you have permission on. You put that into the whole perspective of a deer's range and how long or how wide and big it is, and you have to get that deer within, let's say, on average, 30 yards, 35 yards, you know, yeah. typically. You have to get them within that range, not screw up, not have them smell you, not have them see you, not have them hear you. You're beating senses that beat the human sense by tenfolds of millions, okay? And you have to get them in that little area, not screw up, draw back, get them into this site, and then make a perfect shot. Yeah. Then you have to make the shot and, and kill recover and the recover the deer. Mm-hmm. And if you're using a camera, just saying. And you know, film that, it. That comes on into play. Dude, you got to kill know, him on the camera too. Yes. You know, Michael Waddell says it best and not, not a lot of people maybe care for him. Um, oh, I love Michael I love, Waddell. He, he's, he's a great, uh, he's, he's very inspiring. I mean, he's a, he's a great, uh, a great person in the industry. He's um, another person that gets a bad rep because he's on TV. Yes, he's made it yes, in the industry. And he yes. Does very and, well and that's himself. again, people will criticize. Oh man, yes. he, he's, he's probably hunting with high fence deer and, and this and cheating and, and this and that. And there are, there are some bad folks in the industry. There is. I mean, you'll have that. However, like he says it best. Everyone classifies a trophy different. Yeah. Everyone does. Whether whether you're hunting maybe your own property, you know, it's your your ground, your name on it. You're you own that. And and you shoot a two and a half year old hundred inch scrub buck, that may be a, a trophy to you because it's on your pro everyone classifies a trophy different. Yeah. One way or another, a different situation to another. You know, don't downgrade grade those people for, you know, their trophy because they're looking at it highly and they're proud of that you know what i mean don't downgrade we are again coming back to we are all hunters we're all after the same thing doing the same thing you know so kind of a a different way i mean 
go in for it with it mindful, you know, mm-hmm. open minded and like I said, he I, I thought that was really good. I watched he he aired something the other been a few weeks now and he always goes in about the trolls and people criticizing stuff and he kinda just went in about the topic of everyone classifies a trophy different. So it, Yeah, I mean I'm I'm here to say it like my dad says it best whenever he's you know, he hunted this year and he's killed a ton of deer. I mean, he's probably killed more deer than anyone else I've ever known and Dude, he shot a deer this year that wasn't that big of a deer. It was a nice little nine point. He shot it on public land. You know, he was going through some issues with his back and stuff, whatnot. But he was so proud of this deer. And like he said, man, the demon took over. That's how he classifies it. When the <laughs> yeah. demon takes over yeah. in him. Oh, yeah. And he's got the itchy finger. He's going to, he's just out to kill something. And mm-hmm. he's going to, but he's so proud of it. He'll never, he'll never once said, never once did he ever mention like, yeah, it's not the biggest deer or, you know. It, there was other bigger one. No, he killed the deer, and he's proud yep. of it because that's a deer he killed. You know, and that's yep. where I've learned every deer you take with a bow is a trophy. Couldn't and every more. buck you take, I've know because I've been there. I've struggled for so many years trying to kill a buck with my bow. So many years. I feel you, Tanner. I feel you, brother. And when I finally got it done, man, it just all came together, and it was you know, if I would have posted that and probably been some acclimated hunter or whatever it, i probably would have got a lot of shit for it regardless i would have got a lot of shit for yeah. it i don't care yeah my first buck ever with yeah. the bow man exactly a little spike right there right here yeah i shot that buck with my bow you'll never forget it never my gut especially that one never but that's cool yeah, yeah. it's just right. what, a, what a heated topic it, it is. is i love it it, it is. is and you Dude. know let's go a little bit lighter for a minute okay let's move on to rapid fire okay are you ready I'm ready. We didn't prep you for any of these, so okay. it's just off the cuff. Try and give short answers, but if you need, you feel like you need to emphasize on them, hmm. feel free to carry away, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start them off? Yeah, because your handwriting kind of sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I- Lane Baker, what is your number one tip for a new hunter? Deer hunting. Hmm. Hmm. Or all hunting. Could It could go across the board. <clears throat> you know... Really, don't look much into it. You know, it's hunting. You know, get in the woods. It be ethical. Be uh, you know, have fun with it. You don't need the best of everything. Uh, for one, a lot of guys I hear, oh man, I need to get a Benelli or I need to get the up the top of the line bow. You don't need all that. You don't. Is it nice to have? Absolutely. But just get out there. Spend time. Be be patient. It, and it's really all about time. Uh, spend your time wisely and persistence. If, if you're getting after it and, and your heart's there and you want something, dude, chase it. Get out there and, and hunt it. Just get in the woods. You know what I mean? You don't, again, you don't need to have the best of everything, the best camo, the best bow, the best rifle. Get something you can hunt with, whatever it is, as long as it's legal. Get out there and just hunt and, and just be patient. If the first opportunity don't work out, the second will or the third will and just, be after it dude solid answer man honestly solid answer if you could choose one species of animal to hunt for the rest of your life and that's the only thing that you could ever hunt again what would it be so this is a different one um a hundred percent i would have to say elk And and, and i don't have a lot of experience with that i've never harvested an elk but I have, uh, I have been out there. I've called, uh, I've called bulls in. I've called herds in. I mean, I've, I've, I have experienced the hunting side of things and stuff, and it ain't easy. The only thing I can really say, it's like calling in giant turkeys. Just yeah. a different kind of sound. You know what I mean? It's calling anything I can call. It's, which is, is quite a bit, actually. 
Um, you can, you can, a lot of game species you can call to and they respond, but man, elk are a different breed. It's unreal. And they taste amazing. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do, man. They so do. I would have to, yeah, I would have to, I would have to choose elk. Dude, excellent. It's actually a pretty good answer. I need to get elk hunting. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. I'm, I, I was supposed to go, uh, this year, but. Being that I have a little girl on the way in September. Yeah, kind of scared yeah. that one up. Yeah. 2020 is uh, looking a little better. Okay. Ooh. I'll Ooh. see you then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everything that you hunt and everything that you do, if you could shoot or catch a state record, what would it be? Shoot or catch? Yeah. It could be anything. It shoot or catch. Oh, state well, record fi- musky. Fishing's out. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love to fish. Huge fly fisherman. A lot of people don't like the fly fishing guys, but uh, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love I love to fly fish for uh, obviously big trout and salmon and, and steelhead and stuff. However, hunting tops fishing for me any day of the week. So Same. Yeah. If I had to shoot trophy, it could be the state record. State, state record. Okay. Record. Any species it could be the biggest rabbit. It, it probably. <laughs> It, it, that would be cool. That would be cool. It would, uh, it would probably be, um, it'd probably be whitetail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd probably be whitetail. Me with my bow. On film. I can dig that. Yeah. Oh. He just got done fighting another. For sure on t- film. 10 inches under the state record and he yeah. just kicked his ass. And- uh, uh, yeah. Just beat up a 280 inch and it's a 300. <laughs> I shoot the 300 inch. Came in and mounted That's a doe possible. 20 yards and you just smoked him right off top of her. Yeah. All on camera. Beautiful. Yeah. That sounds Beautiful. right. That sounds about right. I, I, that's doable. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> if you can pick one person from any period of time, past or present to hunt with, it would it be? There's so many good people to pick. I mean, it, oh, it could be, I mean, anybody. Sorry, Tanner. <laughs> Just didn't make the list. Um, so, you know, it, I can't really choose one. I mean, I, I love going out with my wife because it's something we bond over and share together as husband and wife, but family, you know, any of my family. I mean, it wouldn't be so, it, I would like to go with like, uh, even like guys in the industry. I mean, there's, I have my, choice of guys like in the industry i'd love to like just pick their brain and go and, and hunt with them like tim wells uh josh bowmore uh any of the guys from real tree any of them but when it comes down to if you had to choose like one person and it like you know I, i'd still hunt with my family you know I mean, someone from my family my wife my nephew someone out of my family so be more answer, there man. all right i have one more here on his paper and then i have another one that i, I have personally... one more too oh well good this works perfectly what is the one piece of equipment you would never go into the woods without, besides your camera? Okay. In there. Honestly, a little different. Um, I wouldn't go without my phone. Hmm. Genius. Uh, and it's not that I need my phone. I mean, nowadays in age, everyone, like, if they lose their cell phone, oh, my God. Right. My phone. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. But honestly, my phone is everything. My Onyx Maps is oh. a huge one. Agreed. Like, that my Onyx Maps is always up, Um, you know. It has everything. My phone calls, my maps, you know, um, different apps I use for hunting, temperature, weather. You know, that's one tool that we use more than we think, even for hunting. You know, I'm always constantly when I'm out deer hunting or whatever, I'm I'm on my phone, you know, looking at the maps, looking at the wind direction, what's coming in, you know, you know, what what weather's upon us or, you know, so I, I utilize my phone a lot for a bunch of different features. And that's one thing I wouldn't probably, you know technology is 
wonderful in, in so many ways now that people really, it's a key feature that a lot of guys can't really live without. I mean, I, I can't really live without yeah, it. Yeah. You know? I like it. I like Especially it. for hunting. My, my phone died the other day. It was off for like five, six hours. My wife had a fit. It was like, she can't find me. Where are you? You're in a ditch somewhere. I was enjoying it so much, to be honest. I called you. Yeah. I sent you a text. Yeah. I had, (laughs) my phone had been off for like four to six hours and I lived the best life in that four to six hours just away from it all. But for hunting wise. Yeah. It sounds a little crazy, but yeah, it has everything. It makes total sense. Right. It has, I mean, everything you need, especially like the Onyx maps with the landowners and stuff and just making sure where you're allowed to be and the scouting side of things and even Google maps. Like I learned so much like, oh, there's a field, hidden field back there, Mm -hmm. like turkey hunting, like man, I need to check that out. And then boom, that becomes like an excellent spot. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. strut zone or, or, hey, there's a, there's an opening in the woods. I have to check that. And then boom, it becomes an excellent spot. You know what I mean? So I utilize the, the features the phone gives you. So I'm kind of looking for it on the table, seeing if I can snatch it up. There it is. It's all shattered and everything. I need dude, to get a new screen. Snatch that up. Oh, we, need, we need those she's, Onyx waypoints. You got to get that phone. Yeah, <laughs> she's used and abused. There's a, there's a passcode on it, so you have a tough time. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I know some hackers. I'll hold them at beer point. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Austin, give me your last one. What is your favorite podcast and who is your favorite podcast host? Wow. Put them on the spot. Well, don't since I'm here. You don't have to say ours. No, I, 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 <clears throat> I dig what you guys are uh, doing and I love that you, uh, you guys are local and, uh, it's cool. I mean, you guys have, uh, you know, no, really. Like I, I, I listen to, I listen to a few, few of the, your podcasts and it's, I'm always laughing. You guys, I mean, it's more natural, not serious. You know what I mean? We're just here bullcrapping in the, in the, Rack shack or whatever That's you call right. it. Attaboy, no, rack you shack, got it, you got it. And, uh, <laughs> so, but, you know, over the last few years, I've really listened to, uh, Gritty Bowman, Brian Call. Yep. He has some good stuff. Yeah, man. That's a solid choice, man. Mm-hmm. Him and even Joe Rogan. I mean, he's, he's a little uh, more rounded and, and, uh, goes into some other topics, but as far as like the hunting and outdoor industry and stuff, I, I, I love listening to Gritty Bowman. He hits a lot of cool topics with a lot of different uh, interesting people. Have you listened to the Hunting Beast podcast? I have not. I have not. Do yourself a great favor. Here's the thing with the Hunting Beast. It's excellent content. The audio is almost... Okay, so it's maybe a little harder to listen to. It is harder to listen to. Dude, the the content... I feel like they do it on purpose. And the information you get out of those... I mean, it turned me into like a 180. Blew my mind. Got me hooked on podcasting forever it was the first one i ever listened to it was like yeah holy crap the stuff you'll gain from that yeah mm-hmm. especially if you're like an aggressive on the go kind of hunter hunting buck beds you know right right dude that's cool that's all about me <laughs> yeah man <laughs> i knew check it your out. kind of personality that one would go really well with you it's great listening and, and connecting with these podcasts i mean even even like anyone's you know they hit like they'll be getting into like topics of the hunts and stuff, and I'll be getting excited going down the road in my car. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is great, you know. And podcasting, I mean, it's become more and more popular. You don't have to get in front of a computer or TV screen and watch, and you can listen to these guys and their experiences, and it's it's great. And I love what you guys are doing. That's cool, bringing it up local and stuff. It's, Much yeah, appreciated, awesome. man, for yeah, sure. Heck yeah, it's fun because like you'll know because you have tons of experience already. So when you go in and listen to them, you can relate to so much they're saying and put them into your own yes your own stories yes. and your own experiences yeah. and it's like you can relate them directly yep. to hunts like wow that's why that happened yep. 
you know, I need to be here. I need to do this. And it's like yeah, literally al- blown my mind. Right. And there's always something to learn. I mean, I'm going down the road like, no kidding. Yep. You know, they'll get into like talking about bows and arrow weights and you, everything, yeah. every aspect. It blows my mind, it's man. That stuff. real. Way over my head. I'm telling you what, like uh, Josh Bomar, if, if you if you follow him on his social and stuff, I mean, he is, I, I give him t- um, props. I mean, he's always like instructional vi- videos and stuff and what he uses and what like the experiences he's has with stuff like he's he he has it going on man he, he should be on his uh kodiak hunt right now i think with his homemade trad boat right I, or it's soon it's soon i think i don't might not be qu- quite yet but it's, it's coming up yeah yeah he was showing his trad bow and some techniques actually yeah. the other day i was watching how uh yeah he, he did some different things he was making his like uh own like release or yep. you know for his fingers or whatnot for the trad boat wearing a nose guard a everything. nose guard yeah he, he mentioned how he has a big beak and he got a got a tape <laughs> tape his does nose. Got a beak but on. yeah I, I love following uh the bomars they they uh you know they they edit majority of their hunts themselves. You yep. know what I mean they're just yep. they're they're like us. You know yep. they they have their fitness side of things and run their own business and and you know they they just they get down and dirty with it, man. And it's it's cool. You know it's like everyday men and women just just like us loving what we do and it's cool. It's something like they putting up tons of food plots, right? You know? Right. And yep. nothing against that. And that's something we can get into another mm-hmm. time. That's a whole nother thing. Like I'm a more natural hunter and I don't do that side of things. Not, I'm saying it's wrong because it's, it's great. And I do hunt over, you know, farmers food, you know, food source and stuff. But yeah, it's cool to see, uh, you know, different people in the industry, like, uh, the Lakowskis, they, they hunt over their farm. They really put effort into it and work and stuff. And where the Bomars, they, I mean, they, they will, but they, you know, they, they hunt for it. They really do. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're on the and, move a lot and, and chase boy, it. Boy, do they and, shoot their bows a lot, ooh, man. Boy. At yeah. distance. And you know, that's why, you know, and that's how they, you know, they get good and they're comfortable shooting at them. I mean, they Absolutely. are constantly yeah. shooting their bows. I mean, yeah. 80, 90, 100, Unreal. 120 yards. And just sticking them all right in there. It makes that 20 yard shot that much easier. Well, yep. and that, that shot that he made on that giant buck that he killed, I watched recently. It was like sixty some yards. It was long. He it was laid a lot it right longer in there, than man. I thought, and he just I it mean, was he cool. Poked it right yeah, in him on and him. him and Sarah get it done. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's right on, and all about their bows. You know what I mean? And it's their 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 name fits who they are. I mean, yeah. bow more bow hunting. You know, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah. man, they they do it. They do it up. It's Agreed. cool. Agreed. Oh, I do have another question, huh? Hey, okay. kid. A double or triple bearded turkey or a buck with drop tines. Buck with drop tines. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I thought you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of figured that. I, I, I've only had a couple in my hunting areas and, uh, one actually had like a seven or eight inch drop tine, seven or eight inch drop tine and, uh, a rifle, a guy in rifle season gone, which good for him. Um, I, that was cool. But yeah, I was watching him for quite a while and he was, uh, in my area. He was coming through. Um, never did see him when I was actually had the bow, uh, with me, but. We would see him in the evenings, you know, milling through the field and, and with does, chasing does. And I'm like, man, I would love to kill that buck. <laughs> and then I think the following year, the, the a guy, a neighbor shot him in rifle season. He has him on his wall. It's really nice buck. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That yeah. Is this is coming awesome. from the guy that just killed a monster triple bearded turkey. It's not a fair question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jealousy thing again. Hi, Tanner. Yeah, You're man. You're more like me. <laughs> no, in, in, in my defense, I did not know it was... Had, it was triple beard. It just looked They're like all, a giant yeah, beard. Yeah, it was all yeah. laying together. And when I got up to him, I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll have multiple beards. I'll, I'll, like, it's not a, a very uncommon thing. Like, I know probably a handful of guys that shot multiple beards this year, but they're like stringy, they're super thin. Yeah, yeah, one, one or two. Like, they'll find like one or two hairs coming out mm-hmm. above or one. But this one had like three solid beards, <laughs> legit beards. Man. Three beards that stand alone would have been great beards. If it had bigger spurs, it would have bought full body mount. I didn't full body mount, but if it would have had. Good spurs, like two inch or bigger spurs. I would have, it would have been on the wall. But what oh, was the total man. inches on that? It was like 33, <laughs> 32, 33 inches of beard. Oh yeah. my god, it was wicked. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's it was, crazy. It was cool. I don't think I've killed 32, 33 inches of beard combined in my whole life. <laughs> oh, bro. Next year, it'll be all right. One tear just <laughs> fell from my face. Oh, one right. solemn tear. We'll get <laughs> no. after it next year. Yeah. We will. We'll yeah. change that. Yeah. yeah. It's my fault. I didn't get into turkey very it's seriously right. until the last few years. Oh, I love it. Not a big deal, man. We'll get you on more. And we'll, have to, we'll have to get out with you, Austin. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, we had a fun... I'm kind of a loner most of the time. Nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I like... Like, I'll take Anthony or I'll go with him on the weekends and stuff, yeah. but during the week is like my time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. like to go out nope. and just do my own thing. I can yeah. hunt at my own pace and... No yeah, doubt. We can't yeah. really get out the I same like time days and... like that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can go your own pace, do your own technique. You know, no one, not that we'd hold you back or nothing, but no one <laughs> right, holds right, you right, back right. and, yeah. you know, sneak in. Once, a lot of times it's better with one person sneaking in and less, yep. less movement, less noise, a little more stealthy. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, again, it's fun to go pound them with your buddies. I agree, know? man. I agree. Especially I agree more. Oh. Yeah. It is so much fun going out with your buddies. Like, I had a blast even this year. They went to Ohio the one weekend, they went and camped out. I had a wedding. I went out the same same day after I slept in. And I went out for like three, four hours over in Ohio. I was texting them and Snapchatting them and talking to them. Like I felt like we were hunting together. We were in two totally different areas. I was north, mm-hmm. they were south, and it was I don't know. It was fun. We gotta make that, that trip happen again next year. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We'll plan yeah. it out better, but that was a lot of fun doing that. Agreed. Agreed. But right. anyway, Lane, where can everybody find you? What's your YouTube channel? Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Whatever you want so, to share. Yeah, so I, I don't really have a brand name. I had in the past. Um, and you know, I just, it's kind of just my own thing. So it's just my name, you know, just Lane, uh, underscore, um, Baker, you know, my first name, L-A-I-N-E underscore Baker. And that's you know, on YouTube. Just type in Lane Baker and everything will pop up. If you type in like PA bear hunt or whatever, I'm like the, first or second or third video sweet that's like my biggest hit like it really got and again i i'm always like you know man i can really build my youtube channel i just need to focus on the editing part of things and i never do like boo actually has really helped me out he's gonna do a couple videos for me and stuff and i have some new software coming a new computer so some things should start to get better and grow a little more but yeah, like my bear hunt, it, it really hit off. I mean, I think I have close to 40,000 views. <laughs> oh, nice, so, man. Yeah, it really kicked things off. And uh, it, it helps it was, when you're passing up black bears in PA with a bow. Two he's days. Savage. And, and, <laughs> he's a savage. Yeah, we need to have another podcast. <laughs> we're going to. Oh, we're going to. We're going to get into all that fun. So we didn't even ask you about your favorite story, which is like I know, prime I time. Oh, yes. man, I could go on with that for, that could be a whole podcast itself. Yeah. But yeah, two days of uh, PA black bear hunting, I see nine bears. Oh my, that's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> that is unheard of. I've seen so, two my entire life. I haven't seen nine black bears in my life. I've seen probably six or seven, but okay. yeah. <laughs> not nine in a tree, I've seen two. Yeah, Ooh. it was, it was intense. And my wife was able to come out for the, uh, first day. And I told myself, I'm like, listen, this, I'm doing this. Like, they're in the area. I'm with my bow. I'm taking off the whole week <laughs> and I'm getting a bear. Like, I'm, my mind was set on it. And she got to see some of the bears the first day. It was really cool. 
Then a second day, I went out by myself, and uh, it was when it was all happened around uh, one o'clock. And uh, yeah, I was after like a six hundred pounder, and uh, dude, I couldn't pass up the three hundred pounder. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually right right after that, I shot the, and we'll we'll get going. I can, like I said, I could talk forever, but right after I shot that bear, a group of turkeys came in, and I uh, it was fall turkey, and I shot a gobbler like fifty yards with my bow. Wish I would have had my triple trophy. It was perfect. Like everything came to, and, uh, I shot it and it flew down over the hill and like bleed and everything. And, uh, all I found was a bunch of mess and whether a predator got it like later that day after the bear, I never did find it. But, oh, man. yeah, that'd been oh. pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, I got it on video and everything. It was, it was sweet. Yeah, I grew up on my, it was a nice long beard and yeah, it kind of took off flying over the hill and like air was hanging out and like guts and stuff. And <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I had a, a good shot and everything. It would have been laying because you could hear it like crash. I never did find it. They can be tough. They crawl up under stuff. They do. They're freaking kill zone, man. It's so small, yeah. especially with a bow. That's but what, even when you do get them, like you said, and they get away, they crawl up under a log or something. Yep. You know, they don't leave like a great blood trail like a deer does. Yep. And that's, that's why now, and I'll tell everyone like, dude, just get it get a guillotine broadhead don't yeah. take the chance of them because i've i've done it i've shot them I've, I've made that mistake and not hitting that little kill zone and they get away now that i went to the bro- uh turkey head broadhead dude if you you either hit them or, or you, you don't, don't. it's yeah. a clean miss and they yeah. you can hunt them another day yeah. that's how i look at it. you yeah. you hit them they're gonna be right there call. or yeah you, you can hunt them another day yeah you don't gotta 10 ring them yeah right. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so Dude, Shout that's out awesome, to uh, VIP on the Gobbler Guillotine. Ooh, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Ooh, Our boys, yeah. Uh, Matt and Cindy. Matt and Cindy, Peter Ray. What's up, guys? We love those guys. Yeah. And lady. Awesome. Sorry, Cindy. And lady. Yes. Hi, Cindy. Cindy, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We Dude. really appreciate you taking the time out of your day coming on. I appreciate you taking this guy out and teaching him a little bit. I turkey appreciate hunting. you taking me out turkey My hunting. pleasure. You're going to have to I... teach me how to cut like that, though. <laughs> Dude, you're... you're, uh, you're um, purrs and stuff oh they're on point i can purr that sounded good that soft you. purr and Thank stuff you. you could finish the deal i would just i would get them in close and let you finish them that was <laughs> that was on point yeah agreed i just can't cut like this son of a bitch man Ooh, ooh. you gotta hear it it's you know i like getting them fired up dude I like it. it's almost like they can't resist it they can't it's great <laughs> <laughs> he puts this little cut combo together and they're just like blah, 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 blah. like they don't even know what they're they're gobbling at they just don't they don't know yeah man <laughs> no but thanks guys i, I really appreciate this, this is yeah, cool man. i mean this is my first podcast and it's it's really neat and you know building friendships and stuff and i look forward to the future you know, adventures together and stuff, and it's cool. Absolutely, man. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. So, send it there. Send it.